So here we are. I am with Daryl Smith and Justin Weaver. Welcome, guys. Hey, hey. thanks. We are, you probably have already heard us talk about our top 10 Star Wars characters, wherein I was with Nick Prokop and Wade Johnson and Jim Baldwin, and we shared our top 10 Star Wars characters, but we did not hear from Daryl or Justin, and maybe even Sandra and Nick will be able to record theirs as well, so you can get a real full spectrum here. Um, but we wanted to make sure we heard from Daryl and Justin. So, uh, and I will give you guys mine just so you can respond to them as we would have done in the podcast, but we'll go real fast through that. Cool. Um, so honorable mentions, I want to hear you guys honorable mentions. They didn't make your top 10, but you still love them as a character and you still want to give them a shout out. What are your honorable mentions? Mace Windu. Oh, Mace uh, Windu. Purple lightsaber, uh, great line delivery. I mean, I, <laughs> Purple he, lightsaber? He, he, he fits perfectly in my honorable mention category because love watching the guy. Um, and then Qui-Gon Jinn. Did, like, ah. he, he was almost in my top ten, um, but uh, did not make that. it. So those are my two highest honorable mentions. I like those. I like those. Uh, I didn't do any honorable mentions but off the top of my head mm. i'd probably throw chewy in there okay um i don't have any droids on my list and i probably don't have any droids in my honorable mentions either yeah uh, oh, really holdo i like holdo vice admiral holdo she's really cool she's on my mantra too. Well. Uh, there you go yeah. um and probably uh poe poe dameron uh, would nice. be an honorable mention as well nice very nice okay so I like all of those. Mine were Vice Admiral Holdo, Odie Mandrell. <laughs> Do you know who that is? I don't is? even know who that is. Do you know who that is? No. Oh, it's <laughs> one of the pod racers. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the pod- Was he the bad guy, like the four-armed guy? No, that's Sebulba. Okay. Sebulba. Yeah, Sebulba. Um, I'm betting heavily on Sebulba. He always wins. Um, no, this is uh, Odie Mandrell. Wow. Where that you- was legit. That, that was <laughs> like yes. Daryl and I were both taken aback by that impression. <laughs> yeah. No, Odie Mandrell is the guy who's sitting there, and uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's the one where his crew is messing around and they're not being able to start his pod racer, and he starts throwing stuff. Oh, uh, okay. I think that's him, but he's he's uh, he's one of the he's one of the pod racers. Um, the other guy on my list is uh, Palpatine. Did not make my top ten, but he's an honorable mention. Nice. And Dryden Voss was one of my honorable. Yeah, he's cool. As well. Yeah, but just so I know, you know who that is. Yeah. Can you explain that to everyone? Paul Bettany. Yeah, exactly. Vision not being Vision. Yes. I think Nick Prokop said that. He's like, oh, that that to me is just Vision with a scar. Paul Bettany um, playing the role that was supposed to be played by the guy whose name I cannot remember yeah, I now, who oh. was on The Wire. And that guy's amazing. Yeah. But so is Paul Bettany, so I don't know. Michael something? Yeah, something. I, mm. I should know it, but I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dryden Voss. Uh, mostly because... He's just a character that there's not a lot of characters I'll see in these films that I would want to see necessarily more of particularly, but I would definitely want to see him again as a villain. I think he was kind of under underutilized, so to speak. All right, so let's get to the uh, let's go to the top ten. We'll go through um, you know number ten through number six pretty quickly, and then we'll slow down a little bit on uh, five through one. So Michael there, Kenneth Williams, by the way, there he is, Michael Kenneth Williams. So, uh, Justin, why don't you give me your 10 through 6, and then Daryl and I can respond to those, and then, Daryl, you give me your 10 through 6 after that. Great. Uh, number 10 is the costumes more. 
Boba Fett and Stormtroopers. Like mm. we were just talking. Oh, you don't have in, to say it. You're only saying that because we just recorded the Mandalorian well, episode. And we we, gave you a hard we time. did just do that. But you can um, love Boba Fett. That's for. Fine. But I mean, Boba Fett, like Jay was saying, is a pretty flat character. Right. And the Stormtroopers are nameless, faceless people right. until you get back into the Clone Wars and all of that. Um. So, but the costumes, uh are still some of the best designed things I've ever seen in cinematic history. Um, mm. it, I think like the Xenomorph from Alien is in that same category for me, where it's just right. this gorgeous thing that was created for a movie. Um, so the costumes are number 10. Number nine, C-3PO. Okay. Um, one of the comic books, uh, there was a one shot, explains a little bit of his journey so that when you see him later and he's like, oh, I bet you wonder why I have a silver arm. There's like a really, uh, or a red arm. Red arm. Red arm, because yeah, yeah. he had a silver leg earlier. Red arm. There's an incredible little story about that that really affected him. Uh. And so, like, the story behind that's impressive. Um, number eight is Ray. Number seven is Kylo Ren. Number six is Darth Vader. Um, oh. I think the uh, quintessential movie villain. Um, he has a presence before he even steps on stage with the sounds of his mm. ventilator. Uh, mm. Just amazing. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Also, I would say all fairly popular choices, although I don't think anybody had C-3PO. So you're, that's the first person that's had 3PO on there. Um, Jim Baldwin also had the Stormtroopers uh, nice. a collective as at number 10. Specifically, uh, the Snowtroopers, too, from Ooh. Hoth, which was a good choice, yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's anybody. I mean, I mean, Ray appears on a lot of lists. Kylo appears on a lot yeah. of lists. Vader appears on a lot of lists. Nick Prokop did his list as objectively as possible, more so as, like, top ten impact on the Star Wars universe as opposed to, like, his favorite. Who I like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he ranked um, Darth Vader as number one Yeah, because of the impact Darth Vader has on the Star Wars universe. I mean, my goodness, he brought balance to the Force. How can, <laughs> how can right. you argue against that? <laughs> Did right, he, though? Right. Did he? Can we trust <laughs> And he was at least supposed to. I don't know. <laughs> can we trust the reading of that prophecy? Um, Daryl, what do we got? What do you got? All right. Ten through six. I'm pretty confident that my top ten has some names that you're not going to hear on any other lists. Maybe on mine, because mine are really weird, too. I feel good about this. Okay. Number ten doesn't even come from a movie. Okay. Doesn't even come from a TV show. It doesn't even come from a comic book. The Christmas It comes special. from a place <laughs> that I never, ever draw from, but I just happen to have started to experience it. Oh. I just started playing... Star Wars Battlefront 2 uh, over the past week or so. Yeah. And my, so my number 10 is the main character from that game, Aiden Versio, uh, who is a, a Rebel uh, Inferno Squad okay. member, okay. Special Ops. All right. And um, she, she uh, not Rebel, sorry, Imperial. Oh, okay. And um, so you start off playing her as an Imperial officer against the Rebellion, but then over the course of the game, mm. she realizes the error of her ways and turns to the rebellion. Yeah. But her father is an Imperial Admiral. Oh, wow. So I'm not done with the game. I don't know how it all ends up yet, but I think her character is super interesting. So I think Wade might've mentioned that he mentioned a character similar to that. So really? Yeah. Okay. Number nine is Darth Maul. All right. Oh, the only prequel character you will see on my list (laughs) (laughs) because to me, the only good one, (laughs) actually I'm, I'm looking at my list. That's, that is also the only prequel character I have on yeah. my list, too. I wanted to put Obi-Wan on my list, but I don't feel like we've seen what I want from Obi-Wan yet. Agree. I said he might make my list after yeah, the show. Yeah, maybe after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Especially because Deborah Ch- Chow, is it Deborah Ch- Cho, Deborah Chow? 
whatever the director's name is, she's directed the best Mandalorian episodes thus far because she directed episode number three. Oh, okay. And so she is directing the Kenobi series. The whole thing? Yeah. Okay. I, well, I don't quote me on that. I think so. All right. Uh, number eight is one of the characters that we saw very, very little of that I wish we would see a whole lot more of is Paige Tico. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, number seven is Enfys Nest, also falls into that category of characters I wish we could see more of. Yeah, that's a good one. Super intriguing character to me. And number six is The Mandalorian. Nice. Nice. Any thoughts about his list, Justin? I love that The Mandalorian is making our lists, you know, that he's a character that's being contributed that we can get behind and be fascinated in and want to learn more about. So, Yeah. Yeah, we so I had just really quickly Darth Vader at ten, um, Obi Wan. Oh, I had Obi Wan Kenobi at number nine. There you go, um, Darth Maul at number eight, Saw Gerrera at number seven, and Leia Organa, Leia Organa at number six. So nothing too surprising there. I think some of the people were kind of surprised that I picked Saw Gerrera, and I have not seen him. I thought about Saw for my Rebels. List. I don't think he's in Rebels. I think he he's is. in Rebels a little bit. I think he's in Clone Wars more, but oh, I haven't he? watched that one through. I haven't either. I, I've watched. I'm spotty on Clone Wars. I'm going through Rebels now, so I'm predominantly just saying I love his character in Rogue One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, Leia did not make my top five, and if when you hear my top five, you may be surprised that that's true. But uh, I think she's a great character. Just didn't make my top list. Um, all right, then let's go to Justin's number five. I put Obi-Wan Kenobi there. Oh, um, nice. I think um, Ewan McGregor brought some great life to that in the prequel series. Um, and then, but Sir Alec Guinness, I mean, my goodness, how can you argue with that guy? So um, He did I, great. I just wish there was more of it. Yes. Like, he and, just didn't and do and a whole lot. me too. Um, but the, the self-sacrifice, just the wisdom, um, and the tone he set for what the Jedi were from the first um, time that we were introduced to that idea. I think that he carried that for me. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Daryl, what's your number five? My number five is Luke. Ah, yes. Luke Skywalker. I was kind of surprised that's where he ended up because as a kid, I remember it was all about Luke, Mm. especially when I saw Return of the Jedi. Like, I wanted to be Luke. Like, yeah. I, I thought that black outfit was so cool, and yeah. he was just the man. But over time, focuses have shifted, and some of these other characters have been used again in different ways. And yeah. So, number five. Yeah. Uh, Luke didn't make my list at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Sorry. All right, Justin, what's your number four? Uh, I want to know what your number five was. Did you already say? No, I didn't. My number five uh, is, again, a surprising one, and it was only on my list um, so far. So probably we'll stay that way with you two. Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, yeah. So true story, there is a breakfast place near uh, Fullerton, near where we are, that serves a breakfast sandwich that's delicious called the Grand Moff Tarkin. Justin, mm-hmm. my wife had that for breakfast yesterday. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so, wait, did did the food sway your opinion of him, or is it just the character? I actually didn't try it. It's okay, just the character, okay. purely the character. Right. Uh, but my wife did actually say, as she was eating that breakfast sandwich, she goes, maybe you should have uh, a live show down here at this place and had, like have them sponsor it or something like that. I'm like, eh, that's not a bad idea. So yeah, if you want a if you want a good be- breakfast sandwich called the Grand Moff Tarkin Breakfast Sandwich, I think yeah, it's at um, the Early Bird, the Early Bird Cafe over. Or I, I don't know if it's cafe or not, but Early Bird in Fullerton. Yeah, it is cafe. Yeah. Um, my number four was Leia Organa. 
Um, Very nice. I, you know, I loved The Last Jedi and never didn't love it. So (laughs) um, her influence there. And then everything that J.J. Abrams has been talking about with The Rise of Skywalker using uh, footage that was previously unreleased, um, building scenes around what they had of her, um, and just the feeling that as they're in the editing room that it just feels like she was in the movie. Um, I'm really excited to see the conclusion of her story arc. Yeah. that's. I think... I really feel like after episode nine, we all would have been like even bigger Leia Organa fans. Mm. Um, so, so if she had been able to yeah. film more, and if it had been have had all the freedom to write whatever they wanted, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but um, I think that there's going to be some. I think we'll still be impacted by it, but yeah. I think that that would have been really, really, really interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, for me, quite literally, ditto on everything Justin just said. Oh, nice. nice. Same character, same reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only other thing I would say is um, the use of her in Empire Strikes Back was really, really cool, too. Yeah. Like, the leap that she made from... She wasn't a damsel in distress in A New Hope, right but now. they definitely gave her a lot more gravity yeah. in Empire. Mm. And then they sort of undermined that in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> but... Uh, but really cool in Empire. So. I had just said one of the reasons why she doesn't make the top five uh, when I was talking to Nick and Wade and Jim was that I love her character so much, but she does close out. This is not her fault. Obviously, it's George Lucas's fault. But after she kills Jabba, she disappears. I mean, yeah. she only exists to tell Han not to worry about Luke taking yeah. their love away. You know, like it's yeah. like, come on, man, like. It's yeah, kind of and then bummer. the most memorable line she has in Return of the Jedi is, hold me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, or oh, come on. Someone who loves you. Someone who loves yeah. you. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Um, so, yeah, that. but I do think that her character in Last Jedi mm-hmm. was phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah. I really enjoyed her character in Last Jedi, so. Yeah. All right, so now what are we on? We're on, oh, we're still on four. Um, Number three. Oh, so, yeah, four for you. Yeah, four for me, just really quick so you guys know. It was uh, Chirrut Imwe. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. I might have. I, I did, character. too. That might have changed my list. It, <laughs> it would have changed my pull. list. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think, and I talked about this. Uh, you already heard me talk about it, but basically he introduces prayer to the Star Wars universe. Yep. He is not a, not Force-sensitive. I'm using air quotes again, but yet lets the Force control what he does. I mean, pretty amazing from a well, character in Star Wars. he is one with the Wars Force, and the Force is with him. <laughs> exactly right. So. Exactly right. So good stuff. Mm. All right, Justin, what's your number three? My number three is Luke Skywalker. Okay. If if we're going to call it the Skywalker saga, I feel like he uh, is kind of the turning point of that, you know, uh, with between Anakin and him. Yeah. Um, And just not knowing what they're going to do with the rise of Skywalker, but his name's in it, you know, and so is Anakin's and so is, you know, Leia's in that sense. Right. Um, But I'm really curious with the voiceover we've seen in the trailer how much he's present as a force ghost, mm. what's going on. So I'm, uh, he's had a, an incredible character journey from tattooing, looking at the two sons to sacrificing himself to save the resistance. Um, so I'm just excited to see where that goes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of the things I think, I think that they, I, I said this in the show too. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of character or of uh, hero's journey characters. Because they they tend to be the same. Like a lot of the hero journey characters are the same, 
But I will say that one of the things that is often complained about about The Last Jedi that I would actually reverse and say it's amazing is what they did with Luke's character. Yeah. Because yeah. they... And we... I... I argued with you on like that yeah. it was also a good thing yeah exactly it's like it's like the way to do it to, to not make him the standard hero's journey character who comes back to save the day that would have been so cheesy that would have been so dumb so anyways almost all of last jedi is completely awesome there's only one part that kind of bites so. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um, it's a solid pun. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what's your number three by the way uh han solo Ah, yes. Han Solo is, you know, when I was young, he would have been lower on the list than Luke. Yeah. But Han is actually my favorite treatment of one of the original trilogy characters in the sequel trilogy. Mm. Oh, okay. So I love what they did with his character in Force Awakens, even killing him off, Yeah. as sad as it was. But I love his attitude, the way that Harrison Ford brought the, the that spark back to the role and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And so... Yeah, Han. That's good. That's really good. Uh, my number three was Ray. Um, it used to be that I had a three-way tie for first, and Ray was in that in that contention. I used to have Ray, <laughs> Han Solo, and Boba Fett as my top three. Ray, I think, is great. I continually get this is where you know Han Solo's character journey is over, and we're not probably not going to see any more Han. I go, oh, how cool would it be if we do? It would be cool, but but at the same time, I'm like. I'm like, that puts him a notch higher because we haven't finished Ray's journey yet. And I'm I don't know, I'm not nervous about the 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 rise of Skywalker being bad. But yeah. I'm, I just feel like the more I hear them talk about it, the more I'm like, I don't know that I'm gonna love it as much as I love Han. So I just now she could easily jump above Han if, if her if her journey in yeah, the Rise yeah. of Skywalker is better. But for right now, as my in my moment in time top ten, I just put Han a little bit a little yeah. bit higher. So and actually, I should be clear. I don't really want Han to come back, like, because, like you said earlier on the other show, that would completely take away the gravity of the yep. loss. What if so. he came back as a Force ghost? But he was never shown to be Force sensitive, so that'd be kind of weird. Yeah, it would be super weird. But what if he comes back and tortures Kylo Ren? <laughs> <laughs> the all I would want to do, yeah, is maybe it's a post credit scene where Kylo is walking down the hall or something and then sees Han as a force ghost and he goes, see you around, kid. That's it. That's all I want to see. <laughs> I like it. I like that, yeah. That's good. Don't get cocky. That's good. Um, so what is your number two, Justin? My number two is The Mandalorian. Nice. Um, I am absolutely loving the show. Um, and we were talking about maybe his name is Din Djarin. We oh, don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, it takes the, like we were talking about, it takes the costume that yeah. I love and then puts a character that's being more and more fleshed out into it. And so it's like the look of Star Wars and something for us to dive into in this podcast. Um, so, and it's ongoing and uh, it's really promising. And, you know, so I'm just, I'm just excited about him. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I am also very excited about him. Daryl, what's your number two? My number two is Ray. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've always been very vocal about... So you and I just swapped, because my number two is Han Solo. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Guys swapped two and three. I've always been very vocal about being a huge fan of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. I love Force Awakens and Last Jedi. I think they are better than all of the other Star Wars movies. Mm. Sorry if anybody hates me for saying that. Just a few people. Um, and Ray's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Ray is an incredibly intriguing character. I think... We will love her even more after we see the rise of Skywalker and 
finally find out that she's a Kenobi and see where that whole <laughs> storyline goes. You're right. And uh, I just think she's super intriguing. She's, I mean, obviously she is a great, strong female character, but mm-hmm. she's just a great character. Like, never mind the fact that she's female. Just so well-written and so intriguing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one conspiracy theory I have right now about Ray, just knowing how um, Disney has been using their ads, like, for Endgame, they'll change things, you know, um, to, so I still hope she gets to build her own lightsaber and that the lightsaber we've seen in the trailers is not the one that she's wielding in the the movie because that's Mm. a visual part. What color do you want it to be? Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. As far as I've gotten, (laughs) I think it just needs to be something more similar to Darth Maul's saber. Um, because okay. it's reminiscent of her staff. Sure. Um, that makes sense. But color. Um, oh, my gosh. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> I, 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 it's blowing my, so, no, I think it still has to be blue because she'd be using Luke's saber kyber crystal. Okay. So I think it still has to be blue. All right. Mm. I would love it for it to be amber. I don't know how she'd get the kyber crystal, but an amber lightsaber would be kind of cool, especially if it was like a, like you said, Darth Maul, dual-sided one yeah. that'd be kind of dope um yeah that's good stuff uh so i already said my th- number two was han solo so there you go um by the way just as as a controversial thing to throw out at you guys um in terms of characters who impacted the storyline nick didn't even have han solo in the top five i think he was at number six and for good reason. Han Solo doesn't impact the storyline all that much. He's just kind of there for the ride to a certain degree. Yeah. But he's there to be the ride, at least yeah, in uh, the A New Hope. Like, they couldn't have gone to space without him. True. That's true. Yeah. He's introduced kind of – he kind of bails people out when they need to be bailed out. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's your number one, Justin? I'm defending my number one right now. You can hear it in my tone, <laughs> yeah, Han yeah, Solo. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I think there are too many uh, touch points that he affects things meaningfully, yeah. um, especially when you look at episode four, um, whether it is just the, you know, so you if you think of the force as, you know, like this is a whole other conversation, but some sort of, presence that borders on the divine Mm -hmm, and has mm -hmm. a will and uh, has a meta narrative Mm -hmm. that it's, you know, um, bringing things into being for one reason or another, the just so happens uh, of him meeting them there um, and uh, in the cantina and going on this adventure with them is just a little too much of a random happenstance for it not to be, you know, like by design, the will of the force. Um, And so I just think he was brought in uh, not only to help others, but then also redeem his character. Mm. Because I think uh, with episode five, what is it, Caro? uh, Of the Mandalorian? Oh, oh, uh, Taro. Taro. Yeah. Um, That's where Han Solo was going. Uh, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, if yeah. If the, the uh, characters, if Obi-Wan and Luke Skywalker hadn't stepped in. Right. Um, and so I think that he is one of the biggest redemption arcs in the entire uh, oh. Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the practical things of he shows up in the Millennium Falcon uh, and throws off Darth Vader's aim, you know, and that allows Luke to blow up the Death Star. Um, yeah. Plus, he's just so cool. <laughs> he is so cool. He is. He um, is cool. So he introduced, yeah, that 
kind of character, and I think I uh, link it a little too closely with Indiana Jones for me, but yeah, yeah love yeah. Harrison Ford's portrayal of that. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. I mean, you can't say enough good things about Han Solo. I mean, <laughs> I, I also think um, just to your to your point, like, I think that there are those of us who who like Hero's Journey characters because we see the development of ourselves as going from naive to overcoming something in the world. I don't resonate with that storyline at all. I resonate far more with the guy off to the side going like, I don't know about any of this stuff, but I'm working right. my way through it. You know, like, and so to me, I just... I'm way more on board with those characters. All the characters that are my favorite characters are all side characters that I can kind of not necessarily see myself in all the time, but see like who I'd want to be or how I would feel given that scenario, you know? Um, And I don't know what that says about me, but I just think that it's more interesting that way. Yeah. You know? I mean, Ray is a hero's journey character, and I have her at number three, but she's a non-traditional, non-standard hero's journey character. Yeah. So it makes it much more interesting to see... Hero's Journey character, I feel like, is the person called that was always supposed to be called. And then there's always the person that's kind of like, well, that person was not supposed to be called, but here she is. Right. Yeah. And then I feel like that's more relatable in right. some ways. So I feel like just to use like Lord of the Rings, it's Aragorn yes. versus someone like Frodo. Exactly you know, where it's like right. he seems he's not equipped to do this, you know, he he but for some reason he's the one that is doing exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas Aragorn is like, well, of course, he's awesome. He's the writer. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right, so Daryl, what is your number one? I mean, I've said several times throughout this Star Wars series alone. I already know who it is. It's Derek, Kylo right? Ren. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is my number one. Um, did you, I just did think, you know that there was another character called? Um, I believe it was Kaibo Ren. <laughs> did you know that? No. Yeah, there was a there was a character that George Lucas came up with. I think it was in the TV show Droids. Um, okay. Named Kaibo Ren. Anyway, sorry. Well, I that's not who I'm talking you. about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he's complex, he's unpredictable, mm. he's mysterious. Yeah. The casting is brilliant, like yeah. kind of atypical casting. Great hair. Perfect choice, great hair. Yeah. Um, and now I don't know what else to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think he's a fascinating character. I think yeah. that's a direction that I never expected them to go mm. with him being kind of super emotional and out of control and kind of this immature emo little punk who's got a whole lot of power and doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. yeah. I said just... on the podcast uh, yesterday with Nick and uh, with Nick and Jim and Wade, I said that Kylo Ren or so I should say Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley, I believe are the two best acting portrayals in Star Wars history. Yeah. And probably Adam Driver, somewhat superior to Ray, because I think what he's being asked to do is a little bit more challenging than when Daisy Ridley is being asked to do. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, like, the best performance, in my Mm. opinion. No, I agree. Who would you put up there? I mean... I have a feeling we're going to be able to put Ewan McGregor up there after after the Obi-Wan series comes out. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to say Han Solo, but Harrison Ford is just that cool anyway, so he <laughs> yeah. probably didn't have to try that hard. Exactly. Han Solo is exactly. Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that every every all the other characters at some point in time suffer from George Lucas's dialogue or his directing, right? Like, you could say that Carrie Fisher is amazing, but I would tell you that Carrie Fisher is amazing in a Star Wars film, <laughs> right? Like, because she yeah. overcomes George Lucas's problems. Um, 
I think Mark Hamill does the same thing. But I would tell you that Adam Driver is awesome regardless. Yes. You know, like he's just amazing. So, mm. yeah. Uh, my number one, I've, I've completely taken Boba Fett out of my top ten because I feel like The Mandalorian is basically Boba Fett. So I Mandalorian is now my favorite character. Um, I think he is phenomenal. He's the character I've always wanted to see in Star Wars. If you l- notice my list, I'm much less interested in the Force-sensitive, Force-using characters. Uh, I'm much more interested in those that, are, that fall into this universe but do not use the Force. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And But you talking about the Force right now, I would have put the Force on my top ten list had I thought of that. <laughs> nice, Just nice. as like this weird, mysterious presence that has a huge impact on everything. And I always want to, like, understand more about it. And, like, if I could have, you know, when you go back to, like, having a superpower or something yeah. like that, what would you have? I would totally be Force-sensitive. That that <laughs> comes with so many benefits. So. Yeah, that's true. I wish I had put the midichlorians on my list just to make Daryl <laughs> mad. Just to watch Daryl. <laughs> just to watch him explode. <laughs> then I would have put the crystal skulls on my list. <laughs> yeah. We'd both be, the Story Geeks podcast would end at that moment in time. <laughs> can't talk to this person anymore. Well, thank you guys for sharing your uh, your top ten. It's always good to, to hear what people are saying. Is there any character that you that someone else has said that you're like, oh, yeah, I wish we kind of had talked about that character more or is there somebody that deserves attention that we didn't give I would have I would have put yeah no we could have talked about him more I would have put Darth Maul on my list with the the costumes because it is less for me about the character and just more about the look Yeah, I I would have added that Mm. I will say that if the prequels had been directed by somebody else I think there are some great potentials there yeah I think Qui-Gon could have been a possibility for me. Mm. I think even Anakin could have been a possibility for me. Yeah. I think Hayden Christensen was a great choice and is a great actor. But like everybody else in those movies, he was just not used well. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, um, I, the, my Kenobi comment is predominantly because I, I think Ewan McGregor would be amazing at Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I think that George Lucas's direction of him makes him good. So I can't wait to see him in something not directed by George Lucas. Yes. I think that'll be a pretty amazing, amazing time. So, yep. All right. So those are Daryl and Justin's top 10. And then you had to listen to mine again, unfortunately. That's it for our top 10. And thank you guys for joining me. Appreciate you. May the force be with you. Always. Always. (laughs)